Father, we thank you for this day that you have given to us, uh, this day of rest, this day of worship, this day of fellowship with one another, of refreshment in our calling and in our direction. Uh, Use the next 30 minutes to strengthen us as your disciples. We pray in Christ's name. Amen. Let's continue with our discussion of what it costs you to be a disciple. Uh, What it is that God calls you and me to do and to be as his disciples. And so we're going through the Sermon on the Mount. And we come this morning to chapter 5, verses 27 through 32. So if someone could read for me Matthew chapter 5, verses 27 through 32, we will look at this over the next few minutes. So, again, this is a passage that I don't think is, is unknown to any of us. Uh, you, have said, you have heard it said, you shall not commit adultery, but I say to you, anyone who looks upon a woman with lust in his heart has committed adultery already. We know this passage. This is not new information for us. But I want you, particularly if you are under a certain age, meaning under the age of 30, I want you to consider for a moment, or if you're over the age of 30, also consider. (laughs) But I want you to consider for a moment. We came back from our first first term, our first four-year term in Uganda. We came back in 2006. And I was, we came back in like May, I think it was, May or June of 2006 for our one-year furlough. And I was so excited about this new thing that was going to save our bacon on furlough. And it was called an iPhone. And Apple had just released that they were going to be launching the iPhone in June of 2006. And that was going to save our bacon because we were traveling to a completely different church every single Sunday for an entire year, and I thought it would be so cool just to put the address into this new thing that's coming out, and it would track and, you know, take me to my destination. Um, We arrived in June of 2006. The iPhone 
was delayed. I don't think it came out until like August or September of that year. By that point, there was no point in me getting a one-year contract, blah, 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 blah. But you, you know, 2006, the iPhone is launched, right? I want you to consider that was 15 years ago, 16 years ago, 17 years ago, (laughs) 17, 17 years ago, 2006, 17 years ago. Every man, woman, boy, and girl since January of 2006 has had access to any visual sin from the time that they were first old enough to feel the faintest urging towards lust. They have had in their hand a device that allows complete, un, you know, no, no social pressure, nobody on the outside, nobody looking at you. Prior to that, as a young teenager, if I wanted to engage in that type of activity, I had to go to a 7-Eleven. It was embarrassing. There were these racks that were over beside the counter. I didn't want the person behind the counter to know that I was being a creep. Uh, there, there was all sorts of social stigma surrounding this entire industry. And today, there's none. You and I can access it in the privacy of our own room. And we can access it from the age of what? Seven, eight, nine years old? How old are kids nowadays when they first receive their tablet, their iPhone, their iPad, whatever? We have unfettered access to an entire arena that this passage absolutely says is forbidden to us. And that's a challenge. (laughs) We have an entire generation of young men who have grown up, and and young women, I don't, I don't, I, I think it's a sin that predominantly goes towards men, but but it is certainly not isolated. It is certainly not limited to men. But we have an entire generation that has been shaped by an unspoken cultural understanding that there's nothing wrong, that this is the privacy of your own room, that it's all imagination and play. And you're not hurting anybody. Right? Over against that, we've got Jesus' statement. That is absolutely a line in the sand. At the very least, we can come away from this. Whether, whether or not he's saying, literally cut off your hand, literally pluck out your eyes, whether that's literal or figurative, I, I do think it's figurative, but I think he's making a point, and the point that he's making is there is an absolute lie that the disciple of Jesus Christ is forbidden to cross. It is not allowed. This is a line 
that Jesus lays down in front of his disciples and he says, you do not go there. Now as Christians, and particularly as men, I don't think any of us need to be convinced of that. That's not our problem. Our problem when we fall into sin in this area is generally not, oh, maybe it's okay. Our problem is, well, it's not that big a deal. It's all private. It's all in my head. It's all pretend. It's all blah, 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 blah. And I think Bonhoeffer absolutely puts his finger on why this is such an issue. Here's the quote at the beginning of his chapter on this. He says, Adherence to Jesus allows no free reign to desire unless unless that desire is accompanied by love. Now, what Bonhoeffer is getting at here, I think is is I think he's put his finger exactly on the problem. Exactly on the problem of lust. Upon particularly, in the words of Jesus, men looking at women. Again, it's not isolated to men, but it is very common to men. You cannot, and anybody who is... Anybody who has ever struggled with any visual lust issues at all, or maybe even you struggle with crossing that line and going places on the internet that you know full well you shouldn't be going, anybody who gets close to that line knows that when they are looking at that woman, they are not looking at her with the eyes of Christ's love. And that's the problem. (laughs) That's why. It's not just that God is a killjoy. It's not just that God gave men natural desires and as long as we have no biblical outlet for those natural desires, we're just weak and we do what we have to do. It's not that at all. It's not that God is just looking for ways to make your life hard and miserable. It's that when you cross this line, You're looking at another person created in the image of God, an image bearer, someone for whom Christ gave himself. And you're looking at them not through his eyes, but rather through selfish eyes, through eyes that dehumanize, through eyes that look at this individual not as a human being, but as a person to meet my desires, to meet my quote-unquote needs. That's the line that Jesus says, you do not cross. And that's why he says, you do not cross it. 
the line of lust, particularly what that which is done in privacy, is that you are looking the 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 problem, the the foundational problem of lust, particularly that which is done in privacy, is that you are looking at another person as an object of selfish desire, not as a child of God called to be holy and beloved by him. And that's our basic problem with this issue. And and so young men in particular, but men and women alike, this is something that we cross. This is something that is a constant temptation. And recognize every single time you're taking even the first step, just noticing and going, hmm. When you're taking the first step, you're taking a first step on a path that leads to absolute unbelief and hell. That's Jesus' point here. It's better that you cut off your eyes, or cut off your hands. It's better that you cut off your eyes and go whole into the kingdom rather than the whole body be cast into hell. This is a line that is not crossed. And Bonhoeffer goes on to say, lust is impure because it is unbelief. Both eye and hand are less than Christ. And when they are used as the instruments of lust and hinder the whole body from the purity of discipleship, they must be sacrificed for the sake of him. The gains of lust are trivial compared with the loss it brings. You forfeit your body eternally for the momentary pleasure of the eye or the hand. And, and I think that's a, that's a helpful thing, particularly, you know, as a guy. Something, something that I uh, try to remind myself of whenever that temptation arises. And that is that when I give in to this, I am saying, I'm, I'm, I'm practicing, I'm believing two lies. The first lie is that this other human being, is there in order to meet my desires. That's that's straight out of hell. That is satanic. To look at other people as things, things that accomplish my desire is satanic. So that's the number one problem. But the number two problem, when I am giving myself over to this, when you are giving yourself over to this, the number two problem is that you are saying, I do not, believe Jesus Christ. I do not believe that Jesus says, this person is precious in my eyes. I do not believe that Jesus says, I should look at this person as my brother, should look at this person as my sister, should look at this person as another human being. I don't believe what Jesus says about this human being. And that is... As, as you can see from the passage, it's a continuum that leads us to hell. It's a, it's a first step in a continuum that leads us ultimately to hell. And so Jesus is absolutely unyielding in this standard. That it, it's not merely what do I do with my hands. It's not merely what magazines do I purchase. It's not merely... Uh, you know, do I cross a line physically? A former president 
absolutely insisted that by his definition he did not cross any lines and then you discover his definition is kind of like, eh, I don't think my wife is going to tolerate that definition. Uh, and we, we, we try to qualify it, we try to excuse it, we try to do all of these things and, and play down what Jesus is very clear on. If you are given over to this, you are going to hell. This is not acceptable for those who would be the disciples of Jesus Christ. Now, do you fail? Do I fail? Do we fail? Of course we do. Of course we do. But we must see that when Jesus is setting that standard of perfect holiness for the disciples, he's telling the disciples, be like this. He's telling the disciples, this is what you're called to be. And don't tolerate, don't don't make peace with sin at all. Sorry, did you have... I was on a rant. I didn't fail, I just haven't used it because it's not in our passage. Jesus is just talking about lust in Matthew 5, 27 to 32. So, yes, I mean, that is obviously one of the core reasons why Jesus instituted, or why why God instituted marriage is is procreation. But to this issue of lust, I mean, I'm I'm wanting to to drill down on what Jesus is... Well, and there, yes, there, so there is, I mean, this is a whole arena <laughs> of sin and, and whatnot. But to, to just narrowly focus on what, on what Christ, uh, well, just to narrowly focus on what Christ is focusing on, which is the issue of the out, physical outworking of lust begins in the heart. And it begins with a disordered, with a sinful, unbelieving understanding of who this other person is and why this other person exists. Even if they only exist in your mind to, to meet your immediate need, you're still speaking a lie about them. You cannot look upon a woman with the love of Christ in your heart and lust simultaneously. In fact, I would say the only way that I can ever look on any female in both of those manners, is in the confines of my marriage and my relationship with my wife. Uh, and, and I wouldn't put this under the category of lust. I would put it under the category of desire and, and a godly desire, and a, you know, a, a desire for, for everything that God has instituted the marriage to be is a completely different thing from looking at a billboard, looking at a website, looking at something else. But, but obviously, Jesus, and, and 
you know, the, the big debate. So everybody who says, hey, there's no big deal about pornography, okay? What's their reasoning? Why is pornography not a big deal? Nobody's getting hurt. Exactly. Sure. Sure. It's a failure of responsibility. The, the, the justification is, I'm not hurting anybody, what's the big deal? And the problem is, according to our text, this issue of the heart cannot be divorced from the actions that follow the heart. Now, maybe you will be able to restrain for a while. Maybe you will be able to draw that line. But it absolutely affects your actions. It absolutely affects the way that you interact with women, uh, women in general, it, it impacts the way that you interact with your spouse. Uh, it, it impacts all these relationships. And to take Jesus' example of going from lust to adultery, uh, okay, I'll give a brief example. Meredith and I went to Uganda in February of this year. And when we showed up in Uganda, we had to deliver some very, very difficult news. And that was that a family that had served in Uganda for some years had been removed from the field because the husband had committed multiple cases of adultery. This is a different family from the one already that you're aware of in Uganda, uh, who the missionary is now serving time in a federal prison for his own uh, sinful activities. So in this one little mission field, from this one little tiny denomination, we've got two families where the men have both crossed a line, a bad line. And as as I was thinking about not just that, but, you know, in the context of this, in the context of, of this chapter, you know, no one begins that journey, whether it's on a website, whether it is getting a little too friendly with someone else, whether it's, you know, lowering those, those barriers. Nobody starts down this path thinking, I'm going to destroy my marriage. This is going to be awesome. I'm going to blow up my ministry. I'm going to alienate my children. They're going to curse my name. I, this is going to be wonderful. I can't wait. I'm heading down this path that is going to lead to hell itself. And it's going to lead to hell lived out in my life. My life is going to be a living hell. Yeehaw, let's go. Nobody starts the path that way, do they? <laughs> Nobody. 
they all start the path saying, it's not a big deal. I have a right. I have a need. Need not being met. Wife isn't as pretty as she used to be. Isn't as nice to me as she ought to be. blah de blah de blah I have a need. It's not a big deal. And the next thing you know, I got to fly 6,000 miles overseas and say, this family that lived with you, this man that labored with you, this man that you all prayed together, that you had devotions together, this family is never coming back. And here's the reason. We don't start down that path thinking about the destination. We start down that path thinking about ourselves. Get that. Underline that. (laughs) We start down that path only thinking about ourselves. And that's exactly what hell is. Absolute narcissism, absolute self-absorption, absolutely cut off from God, absolutely rejecting Him and being rejected by Him. That is hell. And this is that first little step on it that we're all saying it's not a big deal. Who am I hurting? Nobody's getting hurt. Well, so, that is a great point, but you jumped ahead of me because that's exactly my next point. (laughs) You're, You're exactly right. When you are crossing this line, you are not loving God with all your heart, soul, and strength in your neighbor as yourself. So Bonhoeffer picks up on that point. Well, that's why a lot of this stuff is just common sense. (laughs) It's just looking at God's Word and applying common sense to it. Bonhoeffer goes on to say, Jesus does not Jesus does not forbid his disciples to look upon a woman. Now here's where this gets, throughout church history, difficult. Uh, do I literally, because I have a problem with lust, put my eyes out? Uh, do, do I literally, because I have a problem with putting my hands on people <laughs> that shouldn't, shouldn't be putting my hands on them, do I literally chop off my hands? Do I recognize that this line is one that cannot be crossed and that I'm willing to give my entire body for this principle? Well, if so, then surely that must mean I should have no desires at all. And that's not what Jesus is saying at all. The the entire marriage relationship is supposed to be one in which each other find joy and fulfillment in one another. But here's what Jesus is saying, and this is critically important. 
Jesus does not forbid his disciples to look on a woman. But rather, he says, first and always. Look on him. And Bonhoeffer goes on to say regarding this, if they do that, if, if the disciple looks at Jesus, then he knows, Jesus knows, their gaze will always be pure even when they look upon a woman. And that, that, is, that is really, I, I think, brilliant. <laughs> Bonhoeffer is, 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 is saying, look, if we are constantly looking upon Christ, if we're constantly meditating upon Him, if we're constantly wanting to be conformed to His image, then it's okay for me to engage with people that are of the opposite sex. It, it's okay because I know that when I look at them, I'm going to look at them as the bride of Christ. I'm going to look at them as my sister in the Lord. I'm going to look at them in these family relationships. I'm going to look at them in ways that are pure and holy and right. If I'm first looking at Christ and looking through Him upon other people. And that I can tell you. I'm a man with all the normal urges of a man and I've lived on this planet 57 and a half years and I can tell you That is the core issue. If I ever look upon a woman and start thinking, hmm, wonder what, wonder why, wonder how, I can guarantee you I am not looking with Christ's eyes. I know I'm not. And I know in my heart I'm not. And so do you. You know full well (laughs) that when you cross that line, even in your mind, that you are not looking at the other person with the eyes of Christ. So that is why this is such a, a major issue uh, for, for Jesus Christ, that, that he says, this is a line. We don't cross it. This, this absolute, complete commitment to discipleship costs you everything. And yet, this seemingly impossible standard is one that you and I can fulfill. You and I are empowered by the Holy Spirit. You you and I do have Christ's Word. You and I are united to Christ. There is no sin that has come upon you that is not common to man, but He offers a way that you can escape this sin. And, And so I just want to close with this final quote from Bonhoeffer that I think sums up this uh, issue. He says, as the disciple contemplates this body, Jesus' body, which was given for them, and as they share his life, the disciple receives strength for the chastity which Jesus requires. The more that you and I are focused upon Christ The more that you and I are focused upon this very sin is what led to his crucifixion. The more that you and I are focused upon him ascended, seated, and reigning, and us united to him, then you and I are given the means to overcome this 
constant human temptation. And I started with saying when the iPhone came out in 2006, 17 years ago, that pornography has been in every young man's hands, free access, full, limited, unlimited, uh, ever since. But 2,000 years ago, Jesus Christ was speaking to a bunch of men that are just as nasty as men today. <laughs> that are just as twisted, that are just as sick as, as men are today. And he said, you do not cross this line. If we look upon Christ, then we can look upon our sister in love. If we look upon our sister without Christ's eyes, then we're going to look upon our sister as an object and... Ultimately, it's a path that is hell itself. So, again, just circle back. Cost of discipleship costs you and me everything. It costs us what we do on Sunday mornings just as much as it costs us what we do on Saturday nights, just as much as it costs us what we do on Tuesday afternoons and <laughs> every other hour in between. So let's uh, close with prayer, and then we'll go into our time of fellowship. Father, we thank you that even as we see this high and perfect and holy standard, so also we see our high and perfect and holy standard keeper, the one in whose righteousness we live. As we seek to mortify that sin which is in us, to put it to death, to strangle it out, Lord, would you give us the grace to keep our focus upon Jesus Christ and not allow ourselves ever to look at his image bearers as objects to meet our own sinful desires. We pray in Christ's name.